Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Is rural Ireland disadvantaged? Because this is going to be the uh, main focus of a special conference. Fine Gael's hosting it tomorrow, how to deliver for the rural areas. I was really interested, though, on our own Shane Coleman and his views on whether rural Ireland is at a disadvantage on breakfast this morning. They're not specially disadvantaged and the facts actually suggest that they aren't. 25 counties get more from the Exchequer than they pay in. There's only one county that doesn't. And guess what that county is? Would it be Dublin? It is Dublin, in fact. And if you look at all the CSO data, urban deprivation is considerably higher than rural deprivation. Now, that's not to say rural Ireland should be ignored. Of course it shouldn't. But there's a myth out there that rural Ireland has been left behind by urban Ireland. It isn't actually borne out by the facts. I come from rural Ireland. I grew up in a, uh, in a, in a small parish of 800 families. Uh, but what I will say is, if you're talking about you know the post office closing down, the bank closing down, uh, shops not opening and so on, um, you've got to look at our population distribution. And our population distribution, and we have the least dense population in Europe. We have a plethora of one-off houses. Even still, a huge percentage of the houses we build are one-off. If you keep building one-off houses, uh, if you keep having ribbon development, then it is not economically viable to have good broadband, good public transport, uh, good services. Yeah, and like, he makes he makes a good case because as somebody who's from rural Ireland, my family still live at home in Donegal, my automatic reaction to this this morning was, of course rural Ireland is at a disadvantage. Sure, we'd, you have to drive 45 minutes, nearly the guts of an hour to get to any good hospital, medical services. You have really little to no public transport. If it's there, does it even work? You couldn't rely on it. So, I mean, it's maybe, maybe Shane's right. Maybe it isn't actually all that bad at all. I want to talk to people living in rural Ireland today. 1800 453 106. That is the number. Silke is with us on the line in Mayo. Do you feel you're disadvantaged? Absolutely. Hi, 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 John. Um, yes, I mean, I've been on before to talk about this issue. Um, but it's I'm actually just heard what uh, Shane said, and I'm I'm quite shocked about his comments. He isn't wrong about the one-off buildings and the singular housing. But I live in a village about ten minutes from a town in Ballina, in County Mayo, and um, there is absolutely zero connection to anywhere in the world. You have to take your car to drive to get anywhere. Um, and as you said, uh, the next hospital is 45 minutes an hour away. Um, the, the, the other service is about 15 minute drive in the car away. So um, I'd love to be able to go on a bus and avail of services, not to have to drive in my car on my own most of the time. Um, it's it's not just about service. I mean, it should be a service that's provided for every citizen in this country and not just because, not just for citizens who live in the city. No, but at the same time though, Selka, we, we, we can't expect that if, if we choose, like if we decide to live, if my family decide to live, you know, 45 minutes away from a main town with, you know, a plethora of shops, hospitals, schools, all of that. Like, I can't expect to have these kind of services 10 minutes from my front door. If I choose well, to live in a rural area. 
it's what it's what the well, I mean, sometimes I, I make a joke about um, living in Royal Island. It's a bit like the Hunger Games. We're District 12 in Mayo. Everything is it's left behind. People in Dublin don't even understand what it's like living in rural country. I love living in Royal Island. It's, um, uh, I, I do thoroughly enjoy it. But I don't love the fact that I can't go on a bus um, there should be villages should be connected not every single house but a village mm. should be connected and That's there is the possibility yeah. to do that um, and um, I am also for uh, being pushed more and more into our carbon emissions and things like that but I don't have the choice to sit in an, on a bus um, to go with other people to reduce my carbon emissions um, because the choice the option is just not there um, elderly people now our post office recently just closed our um, elderly population has to now uh, get somehow into the into the town to avail of uh, post office services because the, the the local one isn't available anymore. I mean, we can't just forget. There's people living here already. Are we all meant to now migrate to the cities and just live there? That's not going to happen. Mm. So okay. it can't be just forgotten about it. Not. Anna's on the line as well, Silke. Anna, you're in a rural part, is it, of uh, of County County Limerick? Do you think you're at a disadvantage? Yes, definitely. And from what basically what your previous caller said, it's it's the transportation is a big issue here. Um, I became unwell a few years ago, and I'm not able to drive now. I can walk. I can take a bus. Okay. But there is nothing near me to be to allow me to do this. Like I'm five kilometres from our local village, which has a bus service into the city centre, and I can't get there because there's no footpaths, there's no streetlights. So when you're talking about, you know, services, like we can't even walk around. My my child's school, he's in secondary school now, but the primary school was two kilometres down the road. And when I stopped being able to drive, I we used to walk to school. And a couple of people who were driving asked us to stop because it made them nervous because the roads were so narrow and there were no footpaths. They asked you, know, they so asked you to stop? Yeah. Because, yeah, because it made them nervous. But, you know, because the roads are narrow, there are no footpaths. Mm. You, my child wouldn't cycle because he felt actually felt safer walking than cycling because the roads are, are so bad. You know, and there's, of course, there's no cycle lanes. So it, it's not even an option to, like, walk down to the local village and get the bus into town. Like, I don't expect the hospital to be on my doorstep. Like, I live in the country. You know, I'm not oblivious to what's not around me, let's say. Yeah. So I don't expect things to be on my doorstep. But since not being able to drive, absolutely nothing is accessible. Like, you know, I can't, you know, I can't go to the local shop. I can't go for a cup of coffee in the local town. I can't even get a job because I can't get to where I need to go. Like, I have three kids at home. I'm like, they they need to be in three different places today. And my husband has to take a half a day off work to come home and drive them to their appointments. Because we can't get, you know, and all their appointments are in the city centre. So if we had access to a bus, like into the city centre, then we would be able to do this by ourselves. But, or Like, I would be able to coordinate it, but I just can't because without a car, you cannot go anywhere. You're stranded, Anna. I am really, it's really yeah. crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like this, it's been like this for the past three years now. 
you know, and it's just sorry, it's very that. isolating. Yeah. And and another thing as well, you know, like we're the last on everybody's list to, you know, <clears throat> there's no taxi service. There's no takeout delivery service, let's say. There was a storm here a few years ago and our road had a power cut for five days, like five days. That would never happen in an urban area. We had the Red Cross delivering water to our house. It was ridiculous because we have a pump and a well. We could, we had no water in our house. So like in the like in Limerick, the Red Cross was dropping water to our house because we had no water, you know because we were allowed to go without power for five days, you know, and stuff, you know, to say that that would happen in an urban area no. is just ridiculous. I know, should we be jumping up and down yeah. if we were three or four hours? Yeah, we'd be all ringing power check in the ESB or something to see 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 when it, when it was going to be restored and how long it'll take. John is with us too, Anna, in, in Galway. John, like, do you feel forgotten about in rural Ireland? Um, to a certain extent, yes. I mean, I, I have a, a couple of things I would take up issue with Shane's comment right this morning, um, and was the basis of the text that I sent in that inspired this phone call in the first place. And the first one is, um, everybody that builds a one-off house in the countryside, and I'm not immune to the uh, disadvantages of it, like the last two callers, because I live in the countryside myself, right? But there are also advantages, right? And that's one of the reasons why we do it. But he singled, he, he said, every one of those persons that builds a house, a one-off house for themselves, people seem to forget they're housing themselves. They're not looking to be provided with house for, by, or subsidised by anybody. Therefore, every one of those houses that gets built is technically a house that's liberated or the potential for a house to be liberated by somebody else in an urban area, relieving pressure, not increasing it. The other comment then that Jane made was about uh, people spending hours in traffic because they were communi- communi- uh, commun- uh, commuting in and out mm. of towns and so forth. Right. I live in Athenry. We have people who travel from Galway City to Athenry. To travel from Galway City to Athenry or vice versa in all peak times is one hour minimum in the traffic. And I'll put a very simple calculation to you. How much CO2 do you think is emitted by a car sitting for an hour in traffic? over a car driving 40 minutes. It's the car driving 40 minutes. How much? It's the, it's, the, it's the time, not the distance. And the other thing you mentioned in the bit you played back there that I didn't hear originally, but I just heard now, was about the ribbon development and how bad it was. The reason why we have ribbon development is that was the specific design of the state under planning legislation that forced everybody to build side by side along a road with a minimum of road frontage. That is the policy of the state until very recently, and that's why that exists. It is not the fault or the blame of the people who built or live in those houses. No. If you go back a couple of hundred years, and I can think of a village near my grandparents in Anadown in County Galway called Balnaguihi, and all the cottages and the houses were built close together at random angles and at right angles to another and near the road and far the road. And People kept close together and within walking distance of one another, but they were in a rural setting. And then the Planning Act came in in the 60s and wiped all that away. And now they're blaming the people who built the houses in the accordance with the Planning Act. You should be okay. allowed a little okay. bit more life. Well, I'm, in, I'm in East Clare today and I have just literally, literally walked from a one-off house where the, the new owners would be collecting the keys of it. 
today to move into it. Right. And it's fantastic. Okay. The text down here from a listener says people in cities, though, they pay a premium to have all of these amenities between the buses, the paths, devices, etc. A house in rural Ireland is on average probably two to three hundred thousand cheaper, says this listener. That's the trade off. People in Dublin in particular pay a huge additional percentage of their income just to live in the city. Compare the guards, the nurses, the teachers, same wages in cheaper parts of the country compared to the most expensive city in Ireland. That is the trade-off. That point needs to be made, says this listener. Chris is with us too. Chris, do you feel at a disadvantage in rural Ireland? For transportation in that, yes, definitely. I mean, our, our, our rural transportation system is an absolute joke, you know, and um, something does need to be done about it. Now, I think rural people do see the amount of money that gets put into Dublin and gets absolutely wasted. You know, I mean... How Dublin is it wasted? Gets, um, Metro North, how much does that cost? Um, have you actually got the Metro yet? You're joking. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> 300 million. And they're going to tell us now it's going to right. be 2.5 5 billion by the, time, by the time you guys are finished. You know, um, look at the hospital. Um, how much is that subsidising services but like as well, the, the other point of this though and it, it was nothing to do with government policy since Covid though so many mm-hmm. people like, and, and, and all you have to do is look at the, the figures even the, the CSO and the population figures so many people have left urban settings big cities and they've moved back to rural Ireland I see it even oh, in my yeah. own hometown yeah definitely and so, I mean, it, it, because of the, of the way work work has gone now, so you, we will have to start looking at our transportation system because of the way the the work has um, has actually changed. And you'd imagine that of all the things, public transport might be the one. I'm not going to say it's going to be the easiest to solve, but you'd imagine it's the one that even through using private operators that we could try and make some improvements to certainly. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's the one that 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 if anything you'll see the visual visual effects of it very quickly, and it, it gives whoever does it it gives, it gives them a good political win because because each area is seeing the benefit for it. Taxers says people who live in rural Ireland because they're people live in have to live in rural Ireland I should say because they're tied to their land and besides who wants to live in urban sprawls riddled with out of control antisocial behaviour no infrastructure to support the built up populations keep your views coming into us is rural Ireland in decline lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan weekdays at midday brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.